I hope you love some theater because you are listening to Keep Prices Curtain Call. All right, this is Keith Price, and welcome back to another edition of The Curtain Call. Keith Price's Curtain Call, and I got to tell you, y'all are not ready for the craziness that's about to ensue. I'm going to hold myself together long enough to get through the introduction, but I have to tell you, if you are coming to New York City at any point in time, there is a show that's happening right now called Little Musical Call The Color Purple, and yes, yes, Jennifer Hudson's in it, yes. Danielle Brooks is in it. Yes. Miss Cynthia Revo, I'm coming for you too. I want you to pass this on. Mm-hmm. But there is a woman that is in this show that I, you know, again, this is one of the reasons why I love being able to do something like this because this gives me the opportunity to meet the people that I'm watching on stage. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm also bringing whomever's listening to this crazy, insane podcast of mine, giving them the opportunity to get to meet you too because. Mm-hmm. I really think that they should meet you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am bringing you, (laughs) hold it together, Keith Price, this fantastic singing actress who, my first introduction to her, she literally had me almost climbing out of my seat at the old American Airlines Theater a couple of years ago. It was my first introduction to this woman. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Rima Webb is here with me today. How you doing, Miss Rima? I'm doing good, Keith. Thank you so much for that intro. (laughs) Girl. Okay, so this is how this started for me. I saw Rima Webb in a show called Violet a couple of years ago with the wonderful two-time Tony-winning actress, Miss Sutton Foster. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to say honestly in front of you that that was one of the reasons why I went to see the show because Mm -hmm. I, of course, Sutton Foster, I love, Mm -hmm. 30 Mile and Merrily, feeling her, anything goes, oh my God, that uh, that whole anything goes number, come on, love her. She's everything. (laughs) But, honey, there is a moment... (laughs) 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 There is a moment in Violet... And you're going to get to hear a little piece of it a little bit later. I'm going to throw to it in a minute. But this woman, Miss Rima Webb, comes out, and the character, her name is Miss Lula Buffington. That's right. Honey, I'm going to say it to you, to your face, because I I think I, I remember after seeing the show, I immediately stalked you on Facebook. I was like, I need to find this woman. I know she's on <laughs> Facebook. She has to be. And I have to tell her that her Lula turned me out. This woman, I had not... I think not since I saw Montego Glover in Memphis mm-hmm. did I have a moment where I was sitting in the theater and I am a child of the black church. Mm-hmm. Honey, <laughs> Reba Webb took us to church. Yes. <laughs> and it was one of those moments where the song just kept modulating and I was thinking to myself, um, okay, I feel like I'm the only black person in here <laughs> and I'm trying not to react like I naturally should mm-hmm, be doing, which mm-hmm. should be me standing up shouting and waving a handkerchief or something because, ooh, Miss Rima, girl. I'm glad girl, you didn't throw your shoe. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Rima Webb, wow. What a, so what an much. introduction for me to mm. you and your allegedly, you know, I shouldn't allegedly because it's documented, your long <laughs> career working in theater here in New York City. Mm-hmm. I feel embarrassed and ashamed that I did not know who you were before that moment. I'm I'm going to apologize to you right now because, girl, you turned well, me you out. Well, you know, I sat in Lion King for a long time because I had to raise my family. So I didn't have the luxury 
or the courage to jump from show to show because I was like, oh, I got to raise these kids. <laughs> this, this and thank you, cute. God, for my beautiful government Broadway job. Right. <laughs> and Lion King, Disney has been such a blessing and such a, a family to me. And um, I, I love them so much. And so they allowed me to raise my children and go do other things mm-hmm. that... Um, because I just couldn't just sit there, but to go do other shows like Being Alive with Billy Porter, with Billy Porter, yes, and, and Patina, uh, and yes, yes, you Ooh. remember all of that? Some folks mm. don't remember that. Mm. <laughs> giving giving Sondheim a little, oh, just you a doing? little. Um, so it allowed that, and for me to go and do Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. and and so they've been so gracious to let me do that and then come back home, right? And so. Doing that, I wasn't able to get out there and do other things and and become a little bit more visible. But then right before Violet, I said, I need to take this leap of faith and just see where God lands me. And that's what I did. And this is that's what happened. I just I knew he had me, mm-hmm. but I had to be ready for that. And, you know, my kids, are, you know, they're OK now. They're grown now and, and or least self-sufficient so for you know it's like you can dress yourself you can go on to school by yourself go ahead baby yeah go ahead mama ties and so uh, once i closed that door and they kept opening it back up and i would go back in you know in between different projects Mm -hmm. but it just kept going and so i'm not worried he's got me and it's it keeps getting better and better i feel like i'm reinventing myself and I am so ready for this journey to keep on going. Oh, Miss Rima Webb. You know? <laughs> oh. I'm telling you, I again we're with Rima Webb here on on the curtain call. And we are just talking about this this absolutely <laughs> wonderful, talented woman who, if you don't know who she is, go to RimaWebb.com and get you a little taste. <laughs> um, but it's one of the things that I love with this podcast is that I get to have these conversations with mm-hmm. people like you who I know. Mm-hmm. Just as talented as some other people, because let me just tell you what she's doing as she is working in The Color Purple, because she has a wonderful pronounced role as part of this wonderful Greek chorus of women. And they are helping move that story along, which, by the way, again, if you don't have your tickets for The Color Purple, shame on you, because this show is everything. This show, I'm, I'm going to say it now, and I'm, mm-hmm. not to be shady, mm-hmm. because I love me some Lachance. Mm-hmm. She turned yes. me out. Mm-hmm. Felicia Fields turned me out. Mm-hmm. They were, um, um, uh, Elizabeth Mendez turned me out. Yes. They all worked me. Mm-hmm. But there is something special about this particular production in that it's so bare and mm-hmm. that the story is being told by the physical people and their voices. Right. And that is it. There's That's very it. little sets, very little, you know, those moments when you're talking about the thing to Africa where you're bringing out those cloths, mm-hmm. those kente cloths. And that is it. That's it. Well, that's that's John Doyle for you. Wow. You know, his whole thing is you're enough and only you are going to tell this story. And there's no fourth wall. We're going to bring everybody in and we're going to share the story. But there's not even a follow spot. Mm-mm. Anything that had any resemblance of musical theater, he took out. Yeah. And it also forces you as an actor to not be distracted by anything, be like, oh my God, I got this dance mm. number come up. He was like, <laughs> children, just shake, do this, do that, mm-hmm. and go in a circle, and, and that's and it. That's he said, it. because these are real people telling this story. These aren't trained dancers. 
you know, these are folk telling this story and celebrating Miss Seely and Miss Seely's pants. That's it. Y'all the ladies that have mm-hmm. gone on this journey with her and that's it. But when you have nothing to distract you, nothing coming in and out, mm-hmm. no set coming in and out, no scrim, no king's curtain, yep. uh, no props. Yep. All you have to do is sit there and tell the story and through the music and through the text and that's it. That's it. So it's even liberating for us. Actually, at first it was hard. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, because it was like, so we shouldn't do a little bit more of this? No, take that hand, put that hand down. Um, wow. Because every time you do that, I'm distracted. You, you're in the story, even in the church scene when we first open up. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going around shouting. There's no clapping. <laughs> they leave that for us. Right. And that's exactly what he said. He was wow. like, let them do it. Because if, if you do it, I'm going to be distracted. I just want them to see you all in this church and you experience this young girl going something, going through something devastating. And how you all as a community know what's going on. But you in church, you're part of this community, but you're going to still tell the story. Who the daddy? Who the daddy? Who the daddy? Exactly. I'm sorry. The minimalist, but being so minimalist, it helps you to just be. And that's hard, you know, because we're so used to hiding behind a character, so to speak. So he said, be yourself in the story, whatever yourself would, how yourself would realize that character. That was hard at first. Well, now, how, you know, talking about this, we're talking about the color purple with Miss Rima Webb here on the curtain call. And, you know, as you say this, is in terms of this is how you, this is how they wanted you. Now, f- for those of you who are not familiar, this is actually a transfer from the West End because mm-hmm. this show, this particular version of the show was going on in London a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And when there was talk of it coming to the West End, everybody, and including me, because I'm just, I'm going to own my stuff right now <laughs> with you, Ms. Rima, we were like... <laughs> Dang, they just did this show 10, they didn't even do it 10 years ago, yeah. and they back again? What are they trying to do to me? And I have to say that I was gratefully smacked right in the face and told, you will get over yourself, because this piece was, it is everything. It is absolutely everything. And again, there's something that I had not yet seen, because you were now working in this cast, you were in this cast, and you were talking about how hard it was to do, at first, this thing. What was the rehearsal? I mean, what was the audition process like if this is what you're ultimately doing where you're just coming in? Because I'm sure you came in with your your standard mm-hmm. 16 bars. You were ready when you're close to move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. were ready for all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you're doing. It was not. what That audition was nothing I've ever experienced before. So I went in one time. I think I only went in twice. And the second time I went in ready and I I think I sang a little, and I think I did a couple sides, and then John said, "Oh, I see here that you did this being the being alive, and what was it like working with someone dying?" I can't do a British accent mm-hmm. very well, and clearly he went down our resumes and found something about us to talk about, and uh, it, then you also have a, a way of reaching people when you sing. What's that about? I said, "Well, I have a one-woman show. It's kind of hard for me to not." Mm-hmm. bring you in with what I'm doing. I don't know if that was too much. She's like, no, 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 no. That's very interesting. And we talked. Wow. We just talked. Wow. And I remember calling my manager afterwards, and I was like, I have <laughs> no idea, but he was really lovely. And Catherine might, Jays, they were gonna, really lovely. He and, ain't going to hire me, but it was so yeah, nice. It was, like, it was great. <laughs> 
And I remember at one point we talked so much. Miss Jay's just was like, "Child, I, I, I can't talk no more. I'm gonna let John talk. Let this child talk. Okay. I want to move on to the next person. <laughs> next person." But I just remember walking out, not thinking about it again. I was like, "That was great. I feel good. What a different experience." And okay, and left it there. Wow. Left it there on the sidewalk and went on about my business. And um, I did my one-woman show in Pittsburgh. Children will listen. And at the end of the show, my manager had already known the whole weekend that I had booked it. Oh, wow. But he's like, let me just get let her get through this. And at the end of the night, everybody's in my dressing room. He said, can everybody please leave? And I remember he sat on my dressing room area on the little counter and said, well... Beautiful show. I'm so proud of you. You booked Color Purple. I said, what you talking about? He said, mm-hmm, they called you. And that was it. And I didn't want to talk about it because nothing had been signed. Mm-mm, but I had to tell people we went to dinner. <laughs> I, said, I can't keep it anymore. So y'all can't tell nobody. But this is why Rashad kicked y'all out of the room. And that's how I learned. He held on wow. to that about four or five days. Wow. That's a great manager mm. or a bad manager, depending on who you're talking he to. He was just, I just want you to focus and do what you yeah. have to do. You know, that's good news. It's in the pocket. You're going to be fine. And then I'm going to hit you. Bam. Mm, at bam. The end. So <laughs> then, you know, you don't have that anxiety. Like after you've finished a run of something and you're thinking, oh, my God, what am I supposed to be doing next? And it's like, oh, by the way, here you go. Color purple. Yep, what? That's it. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. I, I went and checked in a hotel room for an extra night. I was like, let me just lay down. Mm. Oh my God, Miss Rima Webb with me here on the curtain call. And we are just having a moment. We're talking about her current role right now in The Color Purple, in which she is working. And she is the understudy, I will say, for Suge Avery, played by Miss Jennifer Hudson. What's it like understudying her? Great. Yeah. But she's a. She's type A Virgo like me. She said, like, I'm getting 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going out. I said, well, that's What's so the... Virgo of you, yeah. Miss Lady. But you know what? Good. But, uh, and But we've cultivated a really wonderful relationship. I hope so. so I, you know, I'm, I'm so glad really to hear nice. that. And yeah. again, this cast, this cast of this show, the lead women of this show, and it's interesting because nobody talks about the men in this show, but the men are just as significant mm-hmm. to the storytelling as well. But you cannot take your eyes off of Cynthia Erivo, who is the only person that came over from the West End mm-hmm. and is the only person, and I will say this, in my many years of going to see theatrical presentations on the Broadway. She's the only person I've ever seen who actually at the 11 o'clock number has people standing up and not just now granted when she hits that note and I'm here and it is the black folks. Now we are already, like I said before, (laughs) I almost threw my shoe at Rima and Violet. Um, there's that moment when you're you're so caught up in that whole experience of that character that you just you don't know what to do right. but stand up and clap. But when you see the black folks doing it, you know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. When you see the queens doing it cuz you know the queens were like, mm-hmm. "Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. We were there for that." But when you see like Rose Nyland from Syosset, New York who comes in for the Wednesday matinee exactly. who is losing it standing there crying. It's a, that's when you know you're in something that has reached people on a level that they never even thought they were going to feel. And how, for you, is that exciting as an actor? Excuse me. Um, It's so exciting because this show transcends gender. It transcends uh, race, religion, 
everything. Uh, it, because it, at the end of the show, to see uh, age, see an older white man and older black men, to see it, it, it transcends uh, class. When you see every type of folk at the end of the show in total worship and praise, because they don't know what else to do. You don't. You know, just hands up in the air, folks. You know, men doing an angry. You know, <laughs> Damn it, I didn't want to cry. Yeah, I don't want to be like this. But, you know, and then just in that ugly cry space. Yeah. It's just like, God, what are you doing here right now? And so that is so exciting. That's more exciting. And then it's not stopping. Because I've been in shows where, even though it's a black cast, mm-hmm. still, I'm still not seeing enough of us in that audience. Um, or I'm not seeing enough young people. Or I'm just seeing a certain type of demographic. Yeah. But to see this night after night just filled with every different type of people, um, even people from different countries. Mm-hmm. Falling out. Falling out. And so it, it, that's so beautiful to look uh, out and take in. Sometimes I force myself to, because I don't like to look at the audience, mm-hmm. or if I do, I'm not really taking it in. I'm just telling my story to you. But to look out and see an individual person going through it, it's hard for me to keep myself together. Wow. You know. And then, and, and on top of that, there's so much humor. Like this this moment that I'm going to play for you guys, it's a, a wonderful little clip. <laughs> just a, And it's, it's a 30-second little bite of a moment led off by Miss Rima and followed up with her other fantastic um, co-stars that are in this mix of the, the trio of, of church ladies. <laughs> when they're talking about, <laughs> they're talking about poor Hoppo and something that ha- happened to Hoppo, but he's saying something else and they're doing something else. And it is this just this 30 seconds of this gives you the idea of where the humor piece of this comes from. So take a listen to this. About Sophia and Hubble. Heard Sound like a twister Sophia set down. And Sound like a twister set down. You say he kicked by a mule. Sound like a twister set down. You say he kicked by a mule. Sound like a twister set down. You say he kicked by a mule. He ran into a tree and her name's Sophia. <laughs> you see what I'm telling you? That's that is what I mean. That little moment is just just a little amuse-bouche, if you will, mm-hmm. of just the piece. But there's so much more that's going on in the show. And again, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about this because, as I said before, that my first introduction to Miss Rima was, and I have to call you Miss Rima because that's how we were raised, but Miss Rima, in, I have to say, in Violet, I was so not expecting that moment i was not mm-hmm. expecting that because i didn't know what to expect you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was like oh it's sudden foster she's gonna tap anyway so <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was expecting see how he did you said and see how he did you know but i love her <laughs> i love, love her, her. but i i realized in that moment it was sort of like that was something that for me specifically i felt and like when you're listening to this because we're just gonna be, be i'm a cliptastic you people you're gonna get this this is this 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 is just a little piece of the introduction that i got to rima webb after watching Violet. And I mean, just sitting there listening, you can tell me how you could sit still through this moment. When my thoughts are troubled and my spirits are low, when my urges sicken and my sad 
can't amaze me. Mm, that's right. Well, I can depend on you, my Lord. Hallelujah. Because I know, I know, I know you. Raise me up. That's what <laughs> I can't she raised me up, honey. And again, over and over and over again, you seem to have these moments in these shows that people, you know, again, if they're paying attention, can see how transformative you are as an artist. Like mm-hmm. you just, I mean, literally. And <laughs> my favorite moment. Okay, I'm just gonna say because okay. the show is closed. You ain't gonna see violence unless someone else does it. But the best moment was at the end of the song, which you're going to hear. The, I'm, you know, that was just a taste. I'm going to give you the finish later before we go. That's my, my sign out to y'all. You are something else. She, she tells that man when he says that he, the minister tells her that she's not singing really, really well for him. And she looks at him and she's like, I'm not singing for you. I'm singing for Jesus. Right. You got nothing like, to do with this. I was like, wow, how real was that moment? How How is it? Like, do you feel... That kind of power when you're singing, because I've I've watched the clips of you singing other mm-hmm. songs like Chief Cook and Bottle Washer. Mm-hmm. Like I've wa- read, watching the song as you're singing it, and I can see that you have injected your life into that song. Oh my God, that's exactly what it is. Like wow, do you like? Is that how it is for you every time? It is. It's almost like because everything that I do, I know somebody in my life. I can I can whoever I'm channeling, it's all real. So for me, or even if it's my own life experience, but, you know, I can see that character or I can I understand the words in that. And that's I have to give you everything that I got because I get it for me. Right. I'm not going to sing it unless I get it. Right. Or I'm going to keep singing it until I get it. But <clears throat> even for Raise Me Up and the church ladies, I know people in my church that were just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not and they're not that far from me. So it's not that it's not that it's not a far stretch right. for me. Wow. So well, honey, again, Rima Webb with me here on the, the curtain call. And just again, I marvel at it because it's just I love I again I love when I get the opportunity to have these kinds of conversations mm-hmm. just because, mm-hmm. you know, for the longest time I basically been stalking her on Facebook. But <laughs> respectfully, mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure we get the right. Respectfully stalking. Um <laughs> Because, you know, some people get cray-cray, you know. But at the same time, you just, I I don't know how to say this because the, there's a power in your voice. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're singing, it's like it's very clear that somebody spent time at the church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of time. There's a an amazing grace. <laughs> there's a, there's a, um, 
You know, the blood will never lose its power no. somewhere inside mm-hmm. of you. There's a lot of that blessed assurance is hiding in there. Mm-hmm. When when you get the opportunities to not <laughs> sing this theater stuff, is that your go-to music sometimes? Um, is that where you live? I love gospel. I love classical. Yeah, actually, you're trained. too. Yeah, and um, I also really, really love blues and jazz. You know that that old school. You know Billy Eckstein and uh, mm-hmm. you know Billy Holiday, Sarah yes. Vaughan, Dinah Washington, Billy X. Uh, uh, said Billy Eckstein, mm-hmm. um, Strayhorn. Yes. You know, like go back Muddy Waters, mm-hmm. and you know, because so... I had an eclectic parent who one <clears throat> excuse me one minute you could hear Mahalia Jackson in the morning, but then we might hear Millie Jackson <laughs> <laughs> later on. You know, we might hear Jesse Norman one minute, and mm-hmm. then the next time Al Gritz. You wow. know, oh, Al Gritz with Al the green. Green. I'm sorry. and the grits. But you know, I just Google. had such an amazing mother who played everything. She's from New Orleans, okay. so we could hear uh, Second Line, and then uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's so many people. Um, but you're like right. But you, you know, that's her coming from that place. That's like a wonderful place of mm-hmm. storytelling music. Mm-hmm. So you clearly are somebody. In terms of as time progressed for you, there's obviously this was like one of the few choices that you mm-hmm. have. Besides probably working at the post office, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as a career option. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, she shows up in places that I didn't even expect. I went to last <laughs> summer. Um, my partner and I went to see a new brain when they did this wonderful presentation at Encores with Jonathan Groff and and um, uh, 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 Anna Gasteyer and uh, what's his name? Dan Fogler. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just one of those things where when you walked across the stage, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> What is I had I don't know this music. What is she gonna do? Is there a gospel number in this? Because oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. <laughs> but then you come out and you you bring that same power mm-hmm. of a gospel singer to these wonderful lyrics of William Finn. And again, Who I love so much. Isn't he he's the best? I love them so wow. much. Wow. And again, I'm gonna give you another sample of Miss Rima. This is kind of towards the end when she's you know, had this moment as this homeless woman <laughs> walking through the show, being <laughs> sassy. But at the same time, again, I want you to listen to this and you tell me you don't feel that power. Books for sale? The selected stories of Gertrude Stein. Only two bucks. We have books, all sorts of fiction you can buy. At a discount, as of this count, 103 books from classics to mystery, also gay history here on the street. Where do I get them? I have my sources, readers, divorces, lives go bad, kids go to college, mothers throw get mad we have books handsome books all the books 
books displayed in my trolley poems Porno and wackery, also some thackery Here, here, on the street You see what I'm saying? You see, do, do, do you get me now? Do you, do you understand why I love me some Rima Webb? Do you understand? Because, again... This is what's walking around Broadway. These Rima Webb is one of those those actors that's walking around Broadway that y'all better get 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 hip. <laughs> you better get hip because you're missing out. If you're you know again, not to take anything away from anybody else in the cast that she's working with that you all know, but this is one of those. This is again one of those those performers that I feel like I, I was on a, doing stand up the other day. And on the stage, I was playing a clip from The Color Purple talking about my boyfriend, and then it turned into, you know, uh, y'all need to find Rima Webb, and y'all need to do this. Do this. <laughs> then the same thing. I was doing a, a podcast. I was talking to uh, Van Dean from Broadway oh, Records. Right? And I was talking to him, and we started talking, you know, with well, The Color Purple, the music is really good, but Rima Webb. It's, <laughs> and I was like, okay, stop it. You, you're starting to scare me. I was scaring myself. Mm-hmm. But I, again, it was that that kind of... of um, it's that that passion that you have in your Let voice. Let me tell you about the story with a new brain. How did you how did you get I into this? I almost didn't get that, but James Lapine fought for me, according to Bill. Really? Because I went in to sing the music and I stayed on the page. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's disrespectful. It well, I've always been taught mm-hmm. to not sing those notes on the page and you know try to get those intervals and try mm-hmm. to do that. The person who wrote the music's music. Like they wrote it, right? <clears throat> but Bill was like, "You, you didn't do anything with it." <laughs> so I just, I was like, "Yeah, you know, there's another person singing the song." James is like, "No, she came in here, she wailed it, she did the notes on the page. We want her." Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So later he's like, "Why did you do all that in the audition?" You know, mm-hmm. and at, for me, more is more with you because you can do it. So, and then after New Brain, I went up with him to the Berkshires for a couple weeks. He was like, "Let's just." Let me write some music for you and became his muse. And we've just developed such a wonderful relationship. But he was like, he loves that more. James likes Mm -hmm. the more classical things. So you never know what all that training and all that's preparing you for. You might have to use both of them. Right. All of it. The gospel, the classical, the musical theater, all in one. And but that's how I got that. I had to use everything that I had been taught and trained to do to do and it honey and it shows lord and it shows and i mean and how wonderful because this this again you know the thing about city center and their encores things is that that's where shows wind up coming back to broadway Mm -hmm. after having a moment in that how cute would this be for you to do this again so cute you know because i'm obsessed with this show isn't the best it is, and I had never seen it before. I hadn't I'd seen either, it. but then I listened to the music. I was like, "What?" I'd so then I started sailing. doing listening to every Bill Finn, every James. Like I just mm-hmm. then I went in. Yeah, you know, I already love Sondheim, but then I went in and look at that. I've been missing out. Do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Do you really? I mean, like again, you you get these opportunities. I'm a musical theater person, but sometimes you just don't get around to everything. Right. You know, you know you're only well. You know, you you got your your eight shows that you have to focus on, and the idea of even opening up another piece of sheet music <laughs> or something else, you're just like, I have to, y'all don't. And then you got family and stuff. You're tired. Mm-hmm. You're tired. But mm-hmm. how energetic and how revitalizing is something like a, a new brain it for is. you? It just it's it's great though because again, I love what you do 
And I love the fact that I get to sit here now and have this moment with you after, you know, a series of moments of just saying hi on Facebook. I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Respectfully. (laughs) You got to say it like that. But again, you know, you are, you're, you're having your moment right now. And I'm, I, again, I don't know how many people are aware of it, but I feel like if, if I have the ability to make people aware of it or have the opportunity to have them talk about it, then I'm, I am, I'm down because so much. What? I appreciate that. Honey, I really do. from the that first note in that modulation of <laughs> Raise Me Up, <laughs> she had me hooked. I was I was like, I, I got nothing. I'm in. I gotta go with her. And it's and it's great to see that one that I that, you know, you didn't do me like, you know, those old boyfriends that you put all your energy and love into and then they just go away. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. still here and you're mm-hmm. still working and you're still doing this. And one of the things that I really love about you after I did a little bit of research about you is that not only are you doing all of this stuff for yourself and mm-hmm. doing this for yourself as an artist, mm-hmm. you're also taking that energy and reaching back and helping. Absolutely. Helping people that I could have been 25 years ago, mm-hmm. 30 years ago, but I was, you know, older. You don't have to tell. <laughs> it doesn't crack, but you got to moisturize. <laughs> Be walking around ashy. Right. But um, but you, tell me about your organization that you you are a founder of that I, I think is amazing. It's called On Broadway Performing Arts Training Program, and we're a conservatory. So we um, it's a school for an arts education program or school for children ages five through fourteen, and we're expanding to a teenage program. So so to seventeen. Do you have ongoing education for the adults? <laughs> Everybody asks me that. I have a song in my heart. I swear I do. You know what? I usually go back. I have like teachers, assistants and and interns Mm -hmm. and we become their big brothers and big sisters. And I want to extend this out eventually when I have time to more Broadway people where they need to prepare for an audition for undergrad, for master, uh, Mm -hmm. for for, um, their master's degrees, whatever they need. We're there. So I'll give a voice lesson. They need movement. They need somebody to go over their Shakespearean text. If they need somebody to prepare them for their, their monologue, we're there. We even, you know, you can't pay your backstage, pay for backstage because you're not familiar. We'll pay that. You can't, you need your initiation fees for, to get into equity. We'll do that. If I need, if I need to push you through internships through Stuart Thompson and Disney and Roundabout, whatever I can do, I do for the the kind of older ones up to 25. And then the younger ones, they get tap, ballet, modern, Meisner, Stanislavski, Strasbourg, Method, Improv, scene work, monologue work, um, for music, vocal performance. You know, how do you sing? How do you break down a song? What does that mean to you? How do you perform that? Are you breathing well? Right. Um, uh, Choir, because it's a discipline to be able to sing as an ensemble. It's not always about soloing. And we give them a little bit of music theory. Wow. So they can at least read a staff, at least know what an interval sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, um, do they have, you know, do some rhythm training. Some, so we, we do a little bit of that. Then we go back and teach them about the stage, what a scrim is. Stage right, stage left, upstage, downstage. Mm-hmm. Um, the numbers on the stage in front yeah. where you're supposed to be standing. We talk about color schemes, what metaphorically what's happening happening there. Every time you see a character, does the music change? And then you know you unconsciously that music is associated with a certain character or a certain theme 
that's around that character. So we we delve into that with the children as well. Wow. We make it age appropriate. But the the biggest thing for me is to provide a safe environment. I've gone through programs like that growing up where a lot of times it could be a little harsh because they're harping on all of your weaknesses. And then they go back and, uh, you know, work on everything else. But mm -hmm. as artists, we're already uber feeling, right. very sensitive. Then you put that onto a young person or a tween. It's going to take them so many years to wipe that clean. So what we do is empower them. And we talk about what do you feel? What are you good at? Mm -hmm. What do you feel the best at doing? We talk about that first and we harp on that first. And then we go back and like without them even knowing clear away their weaknesses. Because wow. now they're empowered and they feel safe. Right. To have a breakthrough moment. But to start from the other end, I just think it's counterproductive for me. Yeah. And, and you know, and for kids, it's sort of like, you're right. It's, it'll take years for them to undo. I mean, think about, I'm just thinking about, you know, my whole fat period, you know, mm -hmm. how hard it was having that being told to me at such an early age and thinking, you know, it would have been nice if they said, well, you know what? You don't worry about that. Do you still like your math? Do your math? Exactly. Do you still like to do that? Or it's actually like use your size for your advantage. Yeah. Well, that's what I learned as I got older. How you doing? <laughs> Hello. You know, that's how I got the boyfriend. You know, Hello. I know that's right. <laughs> mm. I know that's right. <laughs> you know, anyway. <laughs> he cute, though. Oh, he's cute, cute, though. <laughs> he's very cute. Um, but, yeah, so, again, but you take the time to reach back and to, to help create a new generation mm -hmm. of young, talented artists. Now, I, I, you know, I hesitate to say this is for, like, a, an at-risk youth area, but it's a conservatory, so they have to come in with a talent of some sort that yeah. you can recognize from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And then... And then you help foster them through that that mm -hmm. place. And everybody's not at, but what youth is not at risk? You know, it, uh, we in have America, different honey. children that come from different classes. Nobody knows anything. We have some children whose parents are celebrities. Other children who are in the foster care system, but nobody knows anything. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on the same playing field and dealing with their own issues but as a young person. Just being a kid. Just being a kid. Oh, Miss Rima. <laughs> oh, I have to let you go because you got things hey. to do. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure. Are you Thank kidding you so me? This is me. this has been a, a pleasure and an honor for me because, again, as I said, I love what you do when I see you on stage now, when I look in the playbills and I look in the, ooh, Rima Webb is in this, and mm -hmm. like, then I can sit up even a little bit higher because I'm like, you. she's about to do something for me that's going to turn me out. Well, I'm going to do more April 25th. Yes. Children will listen at, at the XL Lounge. And ooh. that's a Monday night, 730 that's a very nice. And if lounge. you go to my website, Facebook, Twitter, and all that stuff, you can we'll have more information. And again, get ready to get transported, honey, because <laughs> she's she's going she's going to get to do what she feel like doing, that's which right. is even better. Mm -hmm. And that's much more. I mean, it's it's great that you have the color purple to fall on to, and mm -hmm. you have those that great music to sing every night. But it's also nice to be able to sing what you really want, yeah. the way you want. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you know. <laughs> oh, Rima Webb, Rima Webb, Rima Webb. Go to RimaWebb.com for more information about what Rima is up to, the shenanigans that will ensue. <laughs> and at the same time, find out more about her program because I'm sure that they can always use a dollar. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's a dot .org, honey, so they could use some cash. Yes, and they can go to www.onbroadway-patp.com. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And as I told you before, I'm not going to leave you because I want you to take in the full experience that helped draw 
Rima Webb to me. Because <laughs> I got to finish out this dang song, Raise Me Up. And let me tell you something. If you do not have a church moment after you hear the rest of this, then you, you know what? You really are just going to go to hell because you're just, just Satan. <laughs> I'm just saying. If they ain't feeling this, I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> don't, don't, don't email me. Don't send me nothing because it's going to be on because this is everything. Gosh, oh, you can hear it underneath me. You hear it? Mm, mm. And there she goes. Boom. And we are gone. Thank you so much for spending time with me. It's, this is amazing. And again, come back again. I don't know who's going to be here, but you know who's going to be here. And turn your mind around. He's a